0: Guest with us. He's no stranger to the Tree of Life Church. Uh, this is his first time to preach here since our name has been Tree of Life Church. Uh, but we're very excited to have with us tonight my brother, Pastor Nathaniel A. Urshan, the second of Heritage Christian Life Center of South Haven, Mississippi, the greater Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Metroplex, a powerful work of God that's already taking place down there. Uh, It's kind of a homecoming for him as he and I both were born in Memphis and now he has gone back to pastor in that great city. He spent 15 years in the city of Fort Myers, Florida, going there with just he and his wife, Sister Jackie Urshan, and their son, Joseph, who was about eight months old at the time, maybe 10 months old, Uh, Ben's, his youngest son wasn't born yet. They went, just the three of them, to that great city of Fort Myers, Florida. And 15 years later, there were over 400 people that were a part of that congregation. And they baptized in that time about 1,500 people in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He spent years traveling and preaching the gospel. He spent a year in Roatan, Honduras. Uh, as a missionary, starting churches and just doing a great work for God. I told him tonight, take your liberty, preach, teach. Just take your liberty in the Lord, whatever you feel in your heart to do. Can we receive him at Tree of Life Church with a great big hand clap? God bless you, Pastor Hershey.
1: All let's continue to clap our hands unto the Lord and give him thanks. Can we do that? Can we just love the Lord right now? Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isn't he good tonight? Hasn't he been faithful? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's an honor to be with you here at Tree of Life Church and to be with my brother and my sister-in-law and Anna and Sophia and the Bullers and the Enuses and a host of other people that we love. And, and we, we are thankful for everything God is doing for this great assembly here in Cincinnati. Aren't you glad for what God's bringing to pass? God is doing great and mighty things. And I'm rejoicing with you in advance about the new building I think we should praise God like it's already here I don't think we should praise him timidly I don't think we should clap our hands half-heartedly with trepidation but I think we should claim it it's already done by faith in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. so clap your hands, all ye people. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. Amen. And we believe it by faith. Amen. Amen. It's an honor to be with you and to be with you here this Wednesday night. I was able to be with my brother uh, the last two nights, rather last night and then the same place that he preached at Sunday night in Dayton, and we had a wonderful time of fellowship and he, as you know, preached the word of God and we recently had him down in South Haven, Mississippi for our pastoral installation celebration uh, we 've actually been pastoring there for nine months, but uh, we were celebrating it, having special services and I wanted the the keynote speaker to be my brother, and he preached and God moved mightily. Amen. Aren't you thankful for a great man of God? Um, Most folks, most folks, and we were talking, some of the brethren and myself, we were talking about it at lunch today about the power of self awareness. If you are aware of what you are and who you are, accurately able to see yourself, you can consider yourself blessed. And very closely aligned with that is, is what the Bible described as knowing the time. If you can know the time. I don't want to get 20 years down the road and say, those were the good old days. Weren't those wonderful? Man, we rejoice in what happened 20 years ago. I want to know the time and I wanna shout now. I'm not waiting three decades to look back with nostalgia. I'm shouting now. I'm giving thanks now. The preaching has never been more powerful. The Holy Ghost is anointing us. The power of God is flowing through this region. Praise God, it's time to shout, and it's time to dance, and it's time to give God praise. I know the time, I'm aware. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And it's an honor to be able to deliver the word of the Lord tonight. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to the book of John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And I want to share with you some things, and i Sometimes you preach and sometimes you minister in other forms. I feel like I want to share a lot of information tonight, if that's okay, because I think there's very good days ahead. I know there's very good days ahead for Tree of Life. There's a spirit of destiny and divine preparation. This church is aimed right at the last chapter of Revelation. Amen. It's aimed right at it and it's on a collision course with apocalyptic last day dynamics and the church plays a key role and figure in that and I think as, as, as God has blown your mind to this point you ain't seen nothing yet amen there's going to be a tree of life amen amen John chapter 15 and verse 1 jesus said i am the true vine and my father is the husbandman every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit now you are clean through the word which i have spoken unto you and abide in me and i in you As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. I want to talk to you tonight and maybe teach a little bit on the vine an organic approach to ministry the vine an organic approach to ministry god bless you you can be seated i i really enjoy midweek services i like to slow down um i like to take my time with the word of the Lord, because it is that rich. It is that powerful. It requires slowing down. Uh, In the Psalms, you will note that periodically after a portion of Scripture, there would be a small word tacked on the end of the Psalm, and it would say, Silah. And... One translation of that word is stop and calmly think about that. That's what that means. It's, it's, it's almost like the rest mark in musical notation. But it's a little stronger because this isn't just music. This is also the profound, divinely inspired word of God. So we're not just pausing in a musical beat or a musical harmony, but we're pausing within the cosmos itself, and we're allowing this to saturate down into our spirit, get down into our bones, down into our marrow, and make us what we need to be in the Holy host. Praise God. Um, I, I, I can tell, I can feel the, the pulsating, vibrating humming core of the tree of life church. I can feel the life. I can feel the dynamism. Amen. And there's prayer in this church. And there is sacrifice, great sacrifice. And there's faith in this church. And, and because of these dynamics, the word of God is going to reach Cincinnati and it's going to reach this midwest region and it's it's going to shine like a beacon in the night amen Amen. and God's going to bless praise God God's going to bless Um, I want to do a little bit of I want to give a little bit of help with regards to this because a lot of people ask the question well where do I fit well what do I do Uh, do I just come and shout do I just come and dance do I just come and say amen? Uh, I'm going to say that authentic ministry is, is designed for everybody. Amen. We're called to his kingdom. Amen. Some people are called to preach in a pulpit ministry. Some people are called to evangelize. Some people are called to teach. And, but everybody's called to minister. Amen. And And in the expression of ministry... That's where you're going to find fulfillment. There needs to be a flow through us. There needs to be a movement within us. It's one thing to hear God's a healer. It's another thing to lay your hands on the sick and they recover. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's, It's one thing to hear that God is a provider. And it is another thing to stretch yourself in faith. And then when he provides, and you know it was him, and he knows it was him, nobody's ever going to shake your faith that he's Jehovah Jireh. Nobody, oh hallelujah, society can't tell you that there's no God. Universities can't tell you that there's no God. Your next door neighbor who doesn't believe in him can't tell you there's no God because you were there and it came through and it happened. You were there when the water came out of the rock. You were there when the bread came down from heaven. You were there when it happened. We used to sing songs as I was there when it happened and I guess I ought to know. Praise God. I'm trying not to preach now. Y'all got to stop. Let me slow down. Let me see law. (laughs) Um, But that movement is necessary. Uh, This is a book of Acts church. It's not the book of thoughts. It's not the book of intentions. It's not the book of Meditations. But it's the book of Acts. These are the acts of the apostles. And I want to talk to people tonight that God wants to provide action in your life. Oh, praise God. God wants to move through you. God wants to speak through you. God wants to heal through you. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to work through you. Take my hands, Lord, and take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, and speak through me. Amen. And God will do it. He wants to do it. Amen. And, and the fulfillment that you desire is in that. The, the angst that you feel. I, see, I believe God's already been talking to people in the prayer room. I believe he's already told you. I believe he's already said that I want you to tell somebody about this message. I want you to share the word of God with somebody. I, I believe you-, you said, Lord, use me. And God said, All right, you know you need to be doing something. But what? What am I supposed to be doing? How, how do I do this? Do I knock on doors? Do I, do I-, do I pass out tracks? Do I-, do I, what do we do? Do we march outside of clinics? What, what do we do? Do we-, do we pass out bottled water? What, what-, what are we supposed to be doing? A lot of people have a lot of ideas about what they're supposed to be doing. But how about we just go back to the organic ministry model of the Word of God. Well, I don't know where to start. Well, just look a little closer because where to starts all around us. It's all around us. The opportunities for ministry are limitless. They are limitless. And if He's flowing through me, if he's moving through. I can remember J.T. Pugh preaching a message about the divine flow. And I can remember thinking to myself, what in the world is he talking about? And, and he was <laughs> talking about these profound things. And, and as a teenager, I thought, well, I, maybe I'll take a nap. I just I couldn't quite catch what he was saying. My little mind, it was like trying to catch a fire hose with a teacup. And I'm trying to catch it, and I just didn't have the right container to catch it in. It wasn't until I got a little older that I realized that you need God moving through you. A lot of people fall into this trap. And if you're, if you're here, I want, to, I want to tell you to get out of it as quick as you can. Uh, it's the Mars Hill Trap. where all, the, the Bible says that they spent all their time to hear some new thing. They spent all their time and they were, they were Stoics and uh, they were Epicureans and and they were philosophers and they could talk about it and they could philosophize about it and they could uh, talk a big game, but there wasn't a lot of doing, wasn't a lot of action. And, and, and they would say, what do you have to say? What do you have to say? And there were gods, all kinds of gods even an altar to the unknown God. And Paul comes to Mars Hill. His spirit is stirred within him. When when somebody who is built for action meets people who are stuck, something stirs on the inside of them and says, do you have any idea what God wants to do in this place? That altar to that unknown God, your university didn't know what it was. Plato didn't know what it was. Aristotle and Socrates didn't know who it was. But I know who he is. His name is Jesus. Jehovah is become my salvation. And he's a healer and a provider and a way maker and he is peace. And above all, he's the salvation of my soul. And I'm going to declare him to you. Our world needs somebody who will do. Somebody who will do. Doing is closely connected to righteousness. Just like works are closely connected to faith. To the point that when we get to heaven, that the the admonition is going to be well done, not just good, but faithful. And if we don't do right, it won't just be wicked. It will also be slothful. It is good and faithful, and it is depart from me wicked and slothful. The doing matters. There's a doing part. There's an activity. They say if, if you don't use it, you will lose it. Any doctor worth his salt will tell you that, that when you have a cast on your arm, a cast on your leg, it will begin to wither. It will begin to atrophy. It will begin to, it will begin to shrivel. Hallelujah. And I, I, that Jesus met a man with a withered hand, literally a, a man whose hand used to work. It used to operate. It used to function the way it was designed to function. But something happened, and it drew in, and it withered. And, 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 and I believe that God wants withered people and he wants withered prayer lives and he wants withered study lives and he wants withered commitments and he wants withered faith. He wants to restore it whole and say, this is how my church was designed to operate. It's not meant to curl inward. It's not meant to turn inward, but it's meant to be strong and to go and to do and to accomplish. And there's fulfillment in that. So Paul goes to Mars Hill. They spend all their time to, 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 to hear some new thing. And if, if you get into a sedentary receiving position, then, then you will begin to atrophy. We are not to be a receptacle. We are to be a conduit. I want that to, I want that to saturate the soil of your mind right now. We are not a container at the end of a long pipeline assembly where it flows from heaven and then we collect it. And boy, wasn't that a good service. I guess I'll go to the buffet now and I'll sit down in my Lazy Boy and I'll wait till Wednesday. Boy, I like Brother Urshan's preaching. That's good preaching. But you hear the one he preached about that? Woo. That's good preaching. And then, whoo! we did it again, Wednesday night. Hey, get my shout on. Woo. Maybe we shout a little bit. You think, do you think that's all there is? You think that's what it's about? Because if we get into a receptive, receiving all the time uh, dynamic, then we begin to atrophy. We begin to wither. Amen. And, and the truth is, it is actually more blessed to give than it is to receive. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We are not a receptacle. We are a conduit. The Holy Ghost flows through us. Pastor Urshan doesn't just preach. We preach. We preach together. Amen. There's a yay and there's an amen. And there's a back and a forth. And it's not just coming into me, but it's flowing through me. And it's moving through me. And when I leave here on Monday, I'm laying hands on people and I'm talking to people. And then on Tuesday, I'm witnessing and I'm testifying. And I'm teaching a Bible study. And I'm having a Bible class. And I'm telling my boss and I'm telling my neighbor. And God is working through me. He's working through me. Praise God. And so, so we're not supposed to hear some new thing. Because if you stick around long enough, you're going to hear most of it. There's only so many times you can sing Amazing Grace before you know it. And eventually, if you stick around long enough, you'll hear the, all, most of the stories. Stick around 30 years and you will hear the same story. Because there's a finite supply of stories and and if you're not careful it it will turn into a pressure situation where i got to come up with an entertaining story to tell somebody and i got to come up with something new to tell somebody and if you're not careful then acts 238 becomes oh well he's preaching on acts 238 okay well yeah yeah that's good it's good what's happening is i'm falling into a sedentary mindset I'm becoming a connoisseur of preachers. I'm becoming a judge of preaching ability. I'm developing favorites. Oh, yeah, I really like Brother Urshan. He is the best. Oh, And, and I really like this guy, too. He's pretty good. Now, that guy, eh, he's all right. He's not bad. you got to season a little salt and pepper on him and make him taste a little better, but, but it's not bad. And, and, and if you're not careful... It, it can become that. That's exactly where the Corinthian church got, where they said, Some say I'm of Apollos, some say that I'm of Cephas, some say that I'm of Christ. It wasn't about any of them, it's all about Jesus. Paul wasn't crucified for you, you weren't baptized in the name of Paul. Honey, this is all about Jesus. I came to touch Jesus, I came to exalt the name of Jesus Christ and magnify him. And I didn't come to hear some new thing, I came to do some new thing. I came to see the blood eye open I came to see the deaf ear stopped I came to see the lame walk again and he's going to do it to you and you and you and you and you and you you don't backslide when he's flowing through you when the sap of the vine is coursing through you you don't grow withered you don't grow brittle. If you're easily offended and if you're easily snapped off, and the sap's not flowing through you. <laughs> if, if, if somebody says something, oh, that's it. I, I'm never going to that church again. That's it. I, that's it. I just can't handle it. You're broken off too easily. You ever, you ever try to break off a green limb? I was mowing my grass the other day and I'm driving underneath the tree and this limb hanging down low. It always knocks my head off. I'm not looking and pow. And and I it's happened to me a hundred times. And so I thought, I'm gonna fix it. And I reached up and I grabbed a hold of that limb and I bent it backwards and it didn't do anything. (laughs) And I bent it and I let go and pow it popped me again. In the head. <laughs> like, like, is that all you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it was tough because it was alive amen when the sap's flowing through you there's people that'll gossip about you people that'll talk bad about you people that'll run down the leadership people that'll try to divide you but if you're tied to the vine if you're connected in the Holy Ghost I'm not going anywhere I'm part of the body I'm bearing fruit there's fruit on these branches you can't break me away from God you can't break me away from my covenant you can't take me away from the presence of God and if you'll abide in me then you will bring forth much fruit you will bring forth much fruit let me let me stop the inspirational part let me get into the didactic teaching part because because I really want I want to leave some information with people I want to share with you some things that God has done in my life that I know that he wants to do in others' lives. Where do I start? Where do I begin? Well, this church has already done amazing evangelistic things. There, I can feel the word of mouth ministry. I can feel the testimonies that are coming out of here. I can see the miracles and the signs. There's miracles sitting in this room right now. There's miracles sitting in this room right now. Amen. Some of you are powerful miracles. And those testify in an explosive manner. But I believe that there is that there is a latent, pent-up apostolic power that's going to be unleashed in these days. And it's going to be, be when people realize who they are. "Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost when I say that. Amen amen i want to talk about the organic humble beginnings of evangelism I, i and i'll say it this way i'll start here i can remember beginning door knocking that's where i started some people don't like to door knock some people do like to door knock that's where I started in Fort Myers, Florida. And I'll share with you some of the experiences I got. And it's not limited to just door knocking. It's limited to talking. It extends to talking to people. It extends to all forms of ministry. But that's just the context that I'm working from. I didn't know anybody. And so since I don't know anybody, I'm going to go meet somebody. Because somebody in this town needs Jesus. And I'm going to knock on every door until I find them. It was a very sophisticated plan. So... I knocked on a door. And and I thought, I don't want to go over to those rough areas because I might get mugged. So I'm going to go over to these pretty areas where the grass is manicured and the sprinklers are going back and forth. And they have a nice car because maybe I can get some rich people in church. <laughs> and I knocked on the door and I said, I came to tell you about Jesus. Slam. Oh man. All right, well. Let's try this next one. Surely this next one needs the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and after about a week of evangelizing in that area, I had almost had a broken nose from the door slamming, and, and my pride was severely dented. And I drugged myself back home, and I was coming to the conclusion, nobody wants Jesus. Can I take my time tonight? I want to get these th- themes across. Anybody in here fish? Anybody here like fishing? Anybody here like bass fishing? Mmm, yeah, Lord. Anybody here catfish? Yeah, okay. You'll know what I'm talking about then. For those of you that have no clue what I'm about to say, talk to the people that do know. You could fish for bass all day long by taking a rotten piece of meat. Throwing it and waiting it down and throwing it to the bottom of the lake and waiting on the bass to strike it. And you will wait and you will wait and you will wait. And at the end of the day, after eight hours of fishing, you will reel it back up and and you won't have caught any bass, but you'll have caught a lot of catfish. And you can say there's not one bass in this lake. That's it. I'm going home. And if you try to fish for catfish by taking a top lure with a big lip and popping it past lily pads and popping it past stumps and, and running it and zigging it and zagging it and and you wait, I can't wait to catch some catfish. You won't catch catfish like that. You'll catch a lot of bass. And at the end of the day, you'll say there's not one catfish in this lake. I'm done, I'm going home. Because it's not the bait that's wrong. It's how you're applying it. And it's how you're approaching it. It's a crude metaphor, but I want to I start right there. Because there are things that you can apply. Everybody can start here. Amen. Witness to people on the job. Witness to people at school. Witness to people wherever you go. But these themes will help provide a framework for you. Amen. And, and, and one day I was praying, God, why does anybody want to know about, about you? What, what's going on? Can I start a church? How am I going to start a church? And God spoke to me in that prayer room and said to me, you're fishing in the wrong place. He said, look where I went. And I opened up the Bible and the Bible teaches of Jesus as he began his earthly ministry that he went to the meek and he went to the lowly. Jesus went to places where he, he went to Nazareth, and, and he ministered in Galilee. Galilee wasn't the manicured lawns. Galilee, they had pit bulls on their porches. Gal- Galilee, they, they had washers and dryers sinking down in the front of the lawn. Galilee was rough. Galilee was where people were that were trying to make it, that were trying to overcome And Jesus said, that's where I'm going to go. I tried to come to the powerful. I tried to come to the exalted. But how hardly shall a rich man enter into the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. And He said, well, I'm not rich. I'm not rich by the and I'm not by no... Well, maybe not next to Bill Gates, but, but, but I lived in Honduras, and, and I've walked into corrugated metal houses with, with a tarp for a door and raw cinder block and an outhouse out back when water comes up a PVC pipe once a week into barrels that they fill up and they use it for laundry and they use it for the toilet and they use it for, for everything. And, and they're so thankful. And, and, and when they would come to church, they would, they would dance down potholes and round potholes. I saw pregnant girls, 18 years of age, already had three kids and and they're balancing two kids in their arms and there's another one running around their legs and they're pregnant with another one and they're jumping down that hill, this steep hill that a a billy goat couldn't come down. And they would walk down into that little church, a little 15 by 10 bit room and they would praise and lift their hands and tears would flow down their face. Hallelujah. If you're living in the United States, states of america you are blessed you are blessed you are blessed and by the by the world standards we are wealthy we are wealthy if you are an immigrant from another country here today you 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 look around and you say brother urchin these people don't know They don't know. I'm not talking about westernized countries that are first world. I'm talking about third world countries where they don't have running water, they don't have electricity, they walk everywhere they go. We are blessed people. We want to know why people see miracles in Ethiopia and they see Pentecost is, is, is blazing across South America and, and, and it's moving through China, the rural areas of China. Why? Why is that happening? Because there is no hospital to go to and, and, and there is no doctor to see and there is no job to come to, to pay the bills. So when God is your provider and God is your healer, you will pray and you will call on his name and he will respond. I'm telling you, you got to shake off the American lethargy and you got to praise him like you don't have anything. You got to praise him like he's the healer and he's the redeemer. Let's don't praise him like a bunch of fat and sassy Americans. Let's praise him like who he really is. Alpha and Omega and beginning and the end. That's who Jesus went to. Thank you, Jesus. Where can I start, Brother Urshan? Go find a boy that doesn't have a daddy and be his daddy. I want to let you in on a little secret. I'm going to let you in on the, on the devil's weakness. Amen. The world's chaos is our opportunity. Now you can sit there and complain about dads who don't care take care of their kids. You can complain about moms who don't care, take care of their kids. But my Bible tells me that the Lord will put the solitary into a family. Amen, Amen. instead of playing golf four times a week, why don't you take a little time Go ahead and play golf. Have fun. I'm not trying to take away your fun time. But grab a hold of that boy. Put your hand on his shoulder and say, everything's going to be all right, son. Let me show you how to get a job. Let me show you about education. Do you know how to do math? Do you know? And you begin to just love them. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to know every scripture in the world. Let let the sap flow flow through you. Let the vine reach out and grab a hold of that little life. Let the fruit of the Spirit go to work in their heart and in their life. Those of you that have that went through life without a father, you know what it's like to be eight years old and terrified. You know what it's like not to have a masculine presence. You know what it's like to have boyfriends come through and, and maybe hit mom and, and, and abuse mom. And you know the terror that strikes your heart because where's my dad? How, what am i gonna, I got to be the man and I'm not the man. Can you imagine the need that's there? And instead of letting the devil get his claws into him, and instead of letting the drug dealer become a dysfunctional father, instead of letting them be raised on pornography, why don't we have somebody walk down into that chaos? and say I'm a son of God and I've come to stand in the gap and make up the hedge and I'm going to the fatherless and I'm going to the motherless that's where Jesus went the Bible says he ate with the harlots and the publicans when was the last time he did that Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. It's all about, it's all about the vitality of the vine flowing through you. It's all, about, it's all about reaching that young thug who has never had a father figure in his life and doesn't know the answers, and all he has is policemen beating up on him. It's all, it's all about that young girl who has taught that seduction and sensuality is beauty, and it's not. But that's all she knows. And so you reach to them and you teach them and you help them and you love them. And the vine spreads. It moves. And so I begin to walk into the rough areas. I've had guns pulled on me. I've had knives pulled on me. Amen. I, 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 I knocked on a door. Your pastor knows the story. I knocked on a door. And there I met a Haitian family, and, and it was a, 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 a Haitian man and woman and, and a boy about 12 years of age. His name was David. And, and David was just looking up at me. Well, who is this white man coming to my house? And I said, well, what's your name? He said, my name is David. And I, and I, and I got a Bible study with him. I said, can I give you a Bible study? And they said, well, yes, yes, you can give us a Bible study. And I taught them. Mom and dad didn't even receive it. They didn't really like me that much. They went to a local denominal church, and they were deacons there, and they had status there. Uh, but, 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 but David liked it, and, and his sisters liked it. So they said, come back. The children like it. So there, nobody else will listen to me. So I sat down, and I started teaching these young ones. And we taught Bible study. And then David said, I'd like to go knocking on doors with you. Can I walk with you? And, and there's a lot of folks that would say, I don't need this kid tagging along. I got stuff to do. I, there's a lot of things. But, but the Holy Ghost just checked me. I said, Come on, David, come with me. And so here, here we go. And here's little David. And here's Brother Urshan. And we go walking down the street. This, this, this young kid from Indiana and this little fella from Fort Myers, a, a, a Haitian and an American, walking side by side down the road. And we'd knock on doors and i noticed that people that that were from other countries when they saw me they would turn away but when they saw david they would turn back i said hey 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 i see how this works and so we became the dynamic duo batman and robin and we we just we're just ministering and i could tell you the whole story time would fail me i don't have the time to do it and i don't want to wear you out but but david years later got in some trouble and cousins pulled him into a drug lifestyle, backslid for a few years, got into a gang shooting, and went to prison. We thought his life was over. We thought it was finished, but David repented in that prison, and he went back. He went back to what he knew. He had, he had the dreadlocks. He had the gold teeth. He carried a 9 millimeter in his back waistband. His pants sagged down, but he never forgot where he came from. He always knew that you have to repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I can remember, I I can remember one night being in church. Is this all right? I can remember one night being in church and and David hadn't been in church. He'd been living the life of a drug dealer for a long time. He made more in a week than I made in a year. He, he, my little home missionary life, I made $25,000 a year. If I was lucky, David would make it in a week. And, and, and he, he drove these big Hummers, and, and, and he, he was just this larger than life figure. And he, he, every time he see me, he'd stop and give me a hug. But, but he was living in sin. And one night, after a Sunday night service, David's sister threw the back door open, and she ran into church. we just dismissed the altar call, had let out, and she said, Brother Ursh, Brother Urshel, come quick. David's got a devil. And we jumped in the car, me and two young men, and we ran to a, a drug house, a flop house, and there was probably 75 young adults. And they had been partying, and they had been, the music was pumping, and, the, and, and everybody's barely dressed, and, and the drugs are flowing, and the keg is there, and the alcohol's flowing like a river. And I pulled up. I, I stopped. I couldn't get close because the crowd. And, and, and when I got out of my car, I'll never forget it, I couldn't see anything. There was there was probably 50 people in front of me, but I heard a scream, and it was David. But his voice was different. There was other things in his voice that were foreign. And this voice screamed almost like an animal. And, and without ever seeing me, and even knowing I was there, he screamed. He screamed, it's all right now. The pastor's here. And he starts laughing. He starts laughing. He said, the pastor's going to help me. Now you'll see. And I Walked through and the crowd parted, and I got down. There's David, all six foot four of him, 250 pounds. And he's on the ground, and his fingernails had grown out, and and he had clawed them and splintered them backwards on the asphalt. And he was slurping water off the ground and laughing. And, and, And one moment he would speak, and another voice, this animal voice, would come out of him. And the kids are standing around horror stricken at it. And I looked down at that young man. And the Holy Ghost said, go to him right now. And I jumped down in the mud with him. And I held him, his head in my arms. And I began to pray in the name of Jesus. Get your hands off of him right now. In the name of Jesus, I'm binding every unclean spirit that tries to dominate him right now. And I began to speak in tongues. And David thrashed on the ground. And we prayed and we prayed. And finally he went limp in my arms. And his hands went up and he started speaking in tongues. <laughs> These are just some of the stories His mother walked up right then With the denominational pastor and, and she'd heard about it She brought the old pastor From the old church And, and as David saw them coming I'm just holding him in my arms And my suit's ruined <laughs> and, and, and this guy's walking And the mom's there And he looks at me And David says Keep her away from me Brother Urshan She's the reason I'm like I am she told me that I didn't need to just go to your church. I could hop around to all the churches. And she told me there were many ways to heaven, not just one way. And she's the one who promoted the drug lifestyle by letting me hang around my unsaved family, keep her away. I said, David, your mother's six foot three and 250 pounds like you. Uh, Nobody keeps her away. Um, (laughs) This isn't going to work. And... and (laughs) And, and, and they walk up and that denominal minister, I won't say the name of the denomination, but, but, but he knelt down. And he said, son, can I help you? And David looked at, he looked daggers at him. He said, are you a man of God? And the man said, well, sure, I'm a man of God. I came to pray with you. And he said, prove it. He said, how can I prove it? He said, you know Acts 2.38? And he said, well, uh, yeah, I know Acts 2.38. He said, quote it. And the guy said, well, I don't think I can. He said, then you're not a man of God. And if you don't get out, my boys are going to get you. That minister jumped up and ran back to his car. And in my mind, I went, yes.
2: (laughs) That's my boy.
1: (laughs) Amen. And, 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 and I, I want to tell you, wound, he, had to, he wound up going to prison. He wound up getting caught up in a bad deal, and, 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 and he took the rap for some friends that had done some terrible things. And he goes to prison for six years. Five years into it, his immigration papers weren't right. They deported him back to Haiti. We thought it was the end. And he calls me from a scratchy landline. Pastor Urshan, I'm still down here. I've still got the doctrine books. I need help. I said, all right, I'm going to hook you up with a missionary. We hooked him up with a missionary. We found a missionary. David lived in his basement for about three months until he got on his feet, got acclimated to Haitian culture. He started a church in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Today, the church has 400 people (laughs) baptized in Jesus' name filled with the holy ghost today there's seven trinitarian churches that converted to the oneness of god and they're underneath the umbrella and the vine creeps more and the vine keeps moving and it's an organic approach to apostolic ministry now Now, you might think that I'm telling you that story to talk about how great David is and I am and God is for saving people. And here's what you got to get. It's not just about saving them. It's about saving you. When you preach the gospel, when you lay your hands on people, when you minister to people, when you take heed to the doctrine, then thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee it ain't just about them it's about you you'll never dance like when somebody gets the holy ghost that you brought to church you'll never shout like when somebody gets the holy ghost that you brought in Because the sap flows through you and he that abides in me the same shall bring forth much fruit. When When you're active and you're bringing people to church and you're piling people into the car and you're teaching Bible studies and you overcome their, their presuppositions and their assumptions and you break down the walls of denomination and you fast and pray and agonize over them and you bring them to church and the preacher preaches Acts 2.38, you don't sit there and go well I guess he's preaching that again you only do that when you're there to hear some new thing but if you got a row full of people that are rugged, that are messed up. The devil's got a hold on them. You sit on the edge of your seat, you say, I hope he preaches Acts 2.38. I hope he preaches about the name of Jesus. I hope he's... (laughs) Because I'm active. It's a book of Acts church i'm moving and i'm flowing in the holy ghost hey the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom and the gift of healing and the gift of prophecy will come upon you the holy ghost will work through you as you minister to dying people oh jesus I feel like this is a pivotal moment right here. I feel like this is a pivotal moment because the vine starts so lowly, but the vine spreads. It spreads. I, I'd, I'd like to preach more on the vine. There's a whole lot of information in that. I don't have the time, but, but let me focus on the organic approach for sake of time. I, I, when you, I, We started among the lowly. We, we were poor. I didn't have any money. I, 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 our church was broke we scrambled to pay the rent and then we got enough money to get a mortgage and bought a building and we scrambled to make that note and our church was so poor that, that when thieves broke into their homes our people mugged them <laughs> I mean it was bad. <laughs> One guy said I had a thief break into my house the other night, Brother Urshian. And he had a flashlight. He was looking all around my living room and he said I walked up next to him with my flashlight. <laughs> if you find anything, let me know. <laughs> I, 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 I've, been, I, I've been looking all week. <laughs> Uh, He was broke. Hey, praise God. But he told Abraham, he said, said, I didn't choose you because you were the greatest. I chose you because you were the least. And hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith? Now, now, now. Let me, be, let me clarify what I'm saying. I'm not glorifying poverty. I don't think we stay poor. I think God has blessings that are going to blow your mind. I thank God, because vines don't stay down here. Vines start climbing. Vines start rising. Vines work their way and weave their way. And that's exactly what will happen in your life. And the truth is that lowly lowly beginning is the perfect showcase for God's Abrahamic blessing. I'm going to take somebody that was the least and I'm going to make them the best. I'm going to take somebody that was the worst and I'm going to make them the greatest. I'm going to take the poorest and I'm going to make them the wealthiest. I'm going to pour out heaven's grace upon them. Not so they can be great. So that men can look and say, look what the Lord has done. We filled our church up with people who didn't have much. We fished for bass is what we did. I walked down into into rough areas. I walked up see drug dealers don't call the cops on you. <laughs> they, don't, they don't call the, the neighborhood homeowners association. <laughs> they don't do that. They they take care of it themselves. <laughs> and so I come walking up and they'd look at me like I was the police or I was a Mormon, and I would say, I'm, I'm not any of that, I'm an apostolic, and I'm here to pray for you. God sent me to your house. I just came with a holy boldness. God sent me here to pray for you and to pray for your mother, and, and I got to know them, and I got to know their aunt, and I got to know their cousins, and I walked that area and that region, and I got Bible studies, and I began to pray people through to the Holy Ghost, and life came in young men that were in drugs dropped their drugs and policemen began to say what are you doing over there all of our programs couldn't do that all of our, all of our government initiatives couldn't do that but you walk in there and six months later these guys are going to church and, they're, and they're, they're not, we're not picking them up on Friday night and they're not hanging out on the street corner what are you doing I'll tell, tell you what the apostles told people they said come and see come and see Look what God is doing. Look what happened in the house of God. Come and go with me to my father's house. Go into the highways and byways. Go into the highways and hedges to the lame and the, and the halt and the blind. And bring them in that my house may be full. I'm closing. I know I've, I know I've gone a good while. These were the bass. These were the ones who were instinctive. These were the ones who'd bite on anything. They say that if you take a, a pair of car keys and throw them into a bass pond, a bass will bite on them. There are people who are more instinctive and they're more quick and they're, 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 they're fast and they're, they're ready to move quickly. And our church was filled up with people that I could walk up on the front porch and just lay hands on them in Jesus' name. 200 people. 250 people. Parking lot was packed. we had a service one time and and people were falling out in the holy ghost and, and they had double parked there wasn 't room in the parking lot and so people would park and then someone would park behind them and These were all brand new people and we had church and somebody fell out in the, the, the guy that was parked behind him fell out in the holy ghost, and the guy that was hemmed in had to get to work and so He walked into his buddy who's laying out on the ground he said look i know you're slain in the spirit but i got i start working about 15 minutes i need you to come down out of the third heaven and i and the guy said the anointing's on me leave me alone he said i'm gonna give you some anointing if you don't get up and 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 they said brother ursha there's a fight a fist fighting out in the parking lot Man, and it was rough and it was rugged and the Holy Ghost evaporated real quick off of them that day but 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 that's what revival is like that's what that's when you go down there and that's when God starts moving and it's not always clean and it's not always tidy are you ready for God to mess some stuff up are you ready for God to to work some things out are you ready for the demoniac are you ready are you ready for the unclean spirits to cry with loud voice are you ready Musicians can come. And all those rich folks that wouldn't come when I knocked on their door. See, I just, I I thought they didn't want Jesus, but they want Jesus. This, I was fishing with the wrong bait and I was using the wrong approach. Because while the powerful and the high up will not bite on the fast and the instinctive, they will bite on success. And powerful people drove by and saw the parking lot and they would look back. What's going on? My church is a graveyard. What in the world? And the next Sunday it was even more packed and, and they come after service and people were flooding out like ants out of an anthill kicked over and there's children playing and there's people smiling and they're full of the Holy Ghost and some people are dancing out to their cars. You know, Elijah, Elisha didn't go knocking on Naaman, Naaman's door. Before he ever got to Naaman, there was a little one there was a little one. If you'll save the little ones, God will bring the Namans. That's right. That little girl that you raise up from 10 years old and teach her integrity and teach her godliness, she becomes a showcase of Abrahamic blessing. And she becomes a dental hygienist. And she sits in that front desk and sings the songs of Zion and glorifies God. And one day, naming the leper, who happens to be a dentist, walks by. What are you so happy about? Oh, if you were in Israel, you were a prophet, would heal you of your sickness. If you, let me translate it. If you were at the Tree of Life Church in Cincinnati, Ohio you would know why i'm humming right now and his marriage is falling apart and he's a closet alcoholic and he won't let you knock on his door but he'll listen to the little one that's in there that you taught a bible study to i feel the holy ghost right now i'm talking about an organic approach to ministry and i watched the doctors come in and lift their hands Say, I don't understand this, but whatever this is, this is wonderful. Hallelujah. And the people I thought God couldn't reach, God did reach. And city commissioners and mayors walked in. I don't know what's going on. All I know is something's going on in this church. Something's happening in this church. And it all comes from being connected to the vine. Let's stand. There's a lot more. I haven't done the subject justice. But I just know that there's room for ministry with every person in here in this place. I'm not crying because alcoholism's increasing and marriages are falling apart and immorality is rampant. I'm not, pre- I'm not crying about that. I'm looking at the opportunities for a man or woman of God to step in and say, I'll calm the storm in somebody's life, I'll step out of the boat there's a peace speaker here that will calm the waves in this place and I'm going to do that in this person's life right now if you went to Kokomo, Indiana you'd meet a man named Brother Rivers Every Sunday morning, Brother Rivers, for the last 40 years, would take an old station wagon and go through trailer parks, and he would load snotty-nosed little kids, grubby little kids. Their clothes didn't match. They, no, mom was passed out. Dad was, never came home, and he would load those, that old station wagon full of those little kids that nobody cared about. And he'd bring them in and he'd give them Kool-Aid and he'd give them cookies. And Brother Rivers was, Brother Rivers' wife left him because he loved the truth. And she said, I'll never be like that. I'll never live that life. And you either leave that church or I leave you. And he said, I love you, but I love him more. And she left him. He said, so I'll just go and I'll just bring everybody I can to the house of God. He did it for a decade. Every Sunday, every Sunday at 7 a.m. he'd pull out in that old beat up station wagon and load those kids up and they'd get older and they'd get in the youth group and he'd go find some more little kids. For 40 years, a faithful man. Jesus. That was the vine reaching down through those trailer parks. That was the vine moving down dark alleyways. One day, it was my father. It was, I can't remember who, which, who it was, but it was a minister. He just said, I want everybody in this church that's in church because of Brother Rivers. I want you to stand up. I was stunned when out of the congregation, young couples in 20s and 30s stood strong, clear-eyed. Parents were drug addicts. Parents were. Were strippers and they, they were people of the night people struggling to make it and, and, and some of those guys had little kids around them dads and they got a jacket and a tie on and they're, they're looking and they're so handsome and they're so pretty and, and, and all over there a multitude of people stood up full of the Holy Ghost I'm telling you it's all around us tree of life
2: Hallelujah.
1: it's all around us Let's lift our hands. I want God to speak to our hearts tonight. Hallelujah, it's all around us. Somebody's here in this country and they don't, know, they don't know their way around. They need somebody. There's a child that's been abandoned. They need somebody. The Holy Ghost is talking to people right now. Hallelujah, They're, your best days are here. They, they, you are launching into something that's gonna be mind blowing and it's gonna rock Cincinnati to its core hallelujah, let's lift our hands let's lift our voices tonight in this house oh let's give him praise let's give him praise Hey, I want somebody to step out of your seat I want you to come I want you to come meet me down here come lift your hands and help me glorify God say flow through me Jesus flow through me I can't bear fruit by myself but I can if you're flowing through me Give me the words to speak. Give me the boldness to talk to the cashier and help me to reach out to that neighbor that I've been feeling God leading me to. Hey, no, 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 Taya. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the, I am the vine and you are the branches. In the name of Jesus. That's the Holy Ghost. I didn't just come to hear a new message. I didn't just come here to hear another pretty message that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, flow through me, Jesus. Flow through me, Jesus. Take my hands. Take my feet. Take my voice. Give me the words. Hey, I'm, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. I can feel it. I can feel it moving over you right now, right now, right now.